Bienvenidos entre Gris y Luis, a podcast co-hosted by those bilingual ESL 1.5 generation Latinx immigrant friends from Texas and California living their best lives. Join us in each capítulo as we serve you discussions on health and wellness, comida, life, chisme, cultura, and much more. Let's get started. Welcome and bienvenidos to our hashtag Cafecito Corner. Griselda, how are you? I'm doing well, Luis. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I already had my cafecito this morning, you know, Yay. so got a little foot in and feeling a lot better. Are you excited for this show? I'm absolutely excited. I am so excited to be launching our first capítulo with you as my co-host. Um, because this project has been on the works for the past several months, or I don't remember exactly, but it's been several months. I think you can recall that. And now it's finally becoming a reality. I would also take, like to take this time to thank all of our medical professionals and personnel, our first responders, restaurant workers, and especially the immigrants who are farm workers during this current world pandemic yeah let's thank them and hopefully they get better wages soon huh because hell yeah the u.s cannot run without us and without our essential workers and our immigrant farm workers like you say it's super important to be acknowledging them because they often get left out in these type of conversations i'm super excited to be having uh you know co-hosting this show with you louise uh, i know that we've worked really hard to to have this and in this first capitulo we would like to introduce ourselves would you like to start Luis? Claro so my name is Luis Asiel Maldonado Castillo and yes that is my birth given name by my parents but you can call me Luis. I was born in the Huasteca re region al sur de Tamaulipas Mexico and immigrated to the United States at the age of 10 as an un undocumented unaccompanied minor. Uh, I call Texas home and I do call the Rio Grande Valley my first home, aka the Valley, hashtag Puro 956. But I'm now in Austin, Texas. Um, some things that I enjoy, uh, some of my passions, some of my hobbies includes traveling, hiking, activism, being out at the river, food, you cannot have enough, and I would always love to keep trying food. I enjoy culture, music, art, politics, social justice issues, among other things. And you're so lucky that you get to live in Austin with all that food, and all those breakfast tacos. <laughs> yes, so apparently Austin has a thing with like foot trucks, which I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> we'll probably talk about it in some other capitulo. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, and I guess something to note is that we met Perriando in Austin <laughs> and we sh shortly after became roommates at Calle 13 in 2017. And we'll talk a, a little bit more about that later on in the show. But Griselda, tell us a little bit about you. What would you like the audience to know about you? Well, like you, Luis, I came here to the United States at a young age. I was eight years old when I migrated from a small pueblito in Mexico into California, which has been my home uh, until I left to Austin, Texas, right, to, to study 
to be in grad school. But I am what they call a 1.5 generation. And we can go into that in the meaning of a 1.5 generation. But um, I was young and I went to school here, did my studies. And now um, I continue to find my joy and happiness through running, through writing and just researching and running my, my blog and writing for the newspaper and perreando, como dices, <laughs> following that bunny and the reggaetoneros. Um, <laughs> yeah so that's that, that's where i find my joy and also taking care of my plantitas lately that's that's been huge for me that's awesome uh yeah i i, I think we need to have a conversation about plantitas because i would love to get into it but i just have not made the time to get into <laughs> the plantitas and you mentioned that um we both consider ourselves a 1.5 generation and our audience might be asking, what does it mean to be a 1.5 generation? Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's talk a little bit about it. So um, in schools, when I was doing my undergrad and when I was going through grad school, a lot of the research, most of my research related to undocumented students, you know, as an undocumented student myself, I really felt like I needed to do something. And so I engaged with research and also created some some changes um, mostly at my undergrad level but I found this term along the way right 1.5 generation scholars use this term to refer to people immigrants specifically who migrated to the United States before the age of 12. Um, this is different from people who migrated to the United States after that age um, I would say even like before 15, because the experiences are really different, right? For people that migrated before the age of 12, they went through U.S. schools. They were socialized through U.S. schools and U.S. cultures, right? Um, policies, immigration policies didn't really affect them, didn't really affect us until you graduate from high school. And that's when a lot of people, you, you hear about the stories, you find out that you are undocumented because you try to apply for a U.S. Uh, driver's license or a job and things like that. So the experiences of 1.5 generation do differentiate from those experiences of people who were born here or people who migrate at an older age. Thank you for sharing that. I myself didn't know the context behind the 1.5 generation and I think we had this discussion at some point where I at times considered myself uh, generation one <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I'm the first one to uh, migrate and live most of their life here in the U.S. Yeah and some people decide to go with that which is fine it's, it's just a little bit of a difference. You're right so um, yeah like we, like I mentioned before, um, I live in Austin, Texas. I have been here for going on four years now. I love Austin, Texas, even though at times I do miss the valley. I miss my South Padre Island, which was very accessible, a short drive from uh, my hometown. And, and definitely the food that comes with living in a border region uh, with Mexico and the United States. However, Austin has a lot of things. I'm sure you have your favorite spots that you can recall while you were here. Foot trucks, outdoors, 
environment, the vibe of the city, I, 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 I really enjoy it. And there, I mean, it is, there is reason why Austin, Texas has become one of the top cities where people from throughout the United States are moving to, you know, and a lot of them are coming from your home state, California. Those Californians moving into Austin, mm. Texas. And <laughs> <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really love, and I actually, um, I'm afraid to admit this, but I, I do miss Austin, Texas, and especially Lady Bird Lake. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I miss running there. Like, I remember doing my marathon training in that lake, and uh, it's just so beautiful, and you get to the paddles, and there's just so much to do in Austin. You just need time and money. <laughs> True that. Expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> <of> those Californians. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they need to start bringing them those earnings that they get over there <laughs> as well, not just the people. Well, but I will say that I will say that I do appreciate uh, the migration that Texas has had in the last couple of years, especially in Austin, because you know I, I think, and you, I think you might agree that Austin does not really belong in Texas because Austin is probably the most liberal, progressive city in the state um however you live in a very beautiful region uh i've had the opportunity to visit you um in the past and you got some pretty badass amazing views wineries and <laughs> shops <laughs> we got some nice vineyards over here <laughs> el wine no falta <laughs> right like there's just so i mean there's beautiful views over here it's a little slower. I guess uh, you can kind of compare San Francisco to Austin, Texas, just in the way that the city runs, the amount of businesses, clubs, things to do. Here in my hometown, it's a little slower. It's more touristy, rich kind of people. Like, I don't really belong here, but my parents work here. <laughs> but it, it is a little different than Austin, which was a little bit of a shock when I first moved to Austin. Um, it was a little different to, it was hard to get acostumbrada to the life over here, over there, over, over there in Austin, just the driving, people, like, the freeways are different, people drive crazy, it was scary, but <laughs> not to get off track, but let's talk about how we met. Yes, so I will use the, uh, what is that song from the Nomad? Dile que la conocí bailando. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so. I like you, the nomad, though. <laughs> that's a different conversation. He's canceled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure that. But nos conocimos perreando. Sí. Bailando racata. Mejor vamos a decir eso. <laughs> so, I... I remember parts of it, but I think you have a better memory of how we met. Yeah, I do have a, a more clear memory because you didn't even remember that we started dancing Mi Princesa by Remy Valenzuela. And I can't believe what? it. I feel so hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. something that I would do, though. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my roommate and I got invited to this party at your place at, the, at that time which then I ended up moving into that place. Super weird, but super cool. Um, 
and we ended up dancing this song by Remy Valenzuela. And I think that at this moment, we might have been really heartbroken because what were we doing just dancing to this sad ass <laughs> song? <laughs> and <laughs> that's what I remember. And then um, someone offered the room in, in your place, right? This Your roommate moved out and they offered the room. And I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll move in there. The rent wasn't bad. So I moved in there for my second year, and that's when we became roomies. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do recall the party. There was two parties, I believe, that we met, and one of them was during Halloween, mm-hmm. and um, where I was living at the time, um, a.k.a. Calle 13. We're going to reference <laughs> that probably several occasions here and there. Um, but that's what we called our home, right? So I was living at Calle 13 before you moved in, and yet uh, my roommate had a party. However, it was a Halloween party, and I couldn't attend because the very next day I had work commitments. So I remember walking into the house and listening to this badass music and people just having a good time, enjoying themselves and their Halloween costumes, and I walked my ass straight to bed (laughs) because I had to be an adult the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. It happens, man. It happens. And I remember, you know, I remember when we, when I moved in, you know, that second year, right? I moved in around August something, right before school started, the second year of grad school. And I remember it was raining. It was raining so hard. And I think um, it was my friend who picked me up and dropped me off. And you were having a party with the rest of the roommates and you had some friends over and you had loud ass music and you were playing cards. Oh my God, I remember. It was so messy. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, what did I get myself into? These are like party animals. And oh my God, I was so scared. (laughs) And it was during the, it was when Austin or Houston. There was a hurricane. Yeah. Uh The hurricane. Yeah. So yes, I remember now that that you brought that up. I remember, um, so the plans were that I was hosting some friends from out of town uh, for Pride Weekend in Austin. And Hurricane, I want to say Maria, I may be wrong, mm-hmm. but Hurricane Maria uh, or, or Harvey, I'm I think so it was sorry. Harvey. Yeah, it was Harvey. Yeah. So whichever hurricane happened that year, I, I don't have those facts straight. <laughs> but uh, the plan was to do Pride, and then we couldn't do it because they had canceled it. And then we were trying to go to Lake Travis to go hang out. And we actually did in the morning. We went out there. We saw the storm. And, but the storm was, like, not bad. You know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was very small. Um, then later at night, once everybody had came in from out of town, um, it started raining. And then... We said, hey, it's raining. We're not going to go to 6th Street or 4th Street or anywhere downtown to the bars. (laughs) So let's just have our own Pride celebration here at home. And that's when you came in. You had just gotten in from out of town, right? I believe that. I believe that was uh, the occasion. And uh, you walked in and you saw, yep, there's pictures. (laughs) There's receipts on this. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, and soon after, that's how we became roommates. and while we were roommates, uh, we uh, participated in social justice movements uh, through marches and events. Um, I also recall while we were being roommates 
that somebody hashtag thanks Griselda. Um, I don't know how, but made the whole roommates, all of the roommates, uh, sign up for this one uh, month intense training camp that was scheduled for seven in the morning, which means we had to be up by 6.15 or 6.30 in the morning. And I don't know how the hell I agree to that, but we did it. We did it. You know, I was really surprised that we all signed up, like the four of us signed up for this camp and it was intense. Like the lady that, that actually signed me up, like, or, you know, do you remember the trainer? Like she was fit. She was like super fit and like texting us to go and we'd be there by seven in the morning for an entire yes. month. We did it. And I used to use that t-shirt. Super cute and comfy. <laughs> we got a free t-shirt. I honestly think I just did it for the free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it. And soon after that, uh, we uh, moved out of Calle 13. I ended up staying in Austin. And I'm still here. You're still there and I moved back, but I still miss it. I still miss you. I miss you. And I miss people. I miss you too. So I'd like to take the opportunity to check in uh, with each other a little bit and uh, see what you were in up to uh, lately. Um, what, what's, what's be, what you've been up to? What, what, What's been taking your time lately? Um, I know it's been some challenging times for humanity because of this pandemic and the uncertainties that comes with it, but um, life still goes on and you know we've had to adapt certainly mm -hmm. to, to, to new lifestyles if you would. Um, but what have you been doing? Um, how have you been coping? Yeah, so, you know, I was teaching this this class at the, well, two classes at the college, and I had to end my classes through Zoom. So that was a challenge. I feel like I would have wanted to end it, you know, regularly, have a potluck or something. But that was really challenging. After that ended, I've just been continuing my therapy, which it's almost going to be a year of going to therapy so that's pretty good yay, um, yay! one year anniversary therapy anniversary. i don't know <laughs> but going to therapy that's been really helpful i still do therapy through zoom and i thought it would be challenging but it's actually pretty cool to have therapy in bed on <laughs> the days that i do i've been working out a lot um i used to not really take my workouts too serious but now with doing yoga and pilates it's been really helpful and i've noticed that my body my mood everything everything just works out better when i work out the days that i work out and i set that time for myself and it allows my body to be you know keep moving keep getting fit but also mentally i just feel better i've been creating a lot of art i've been painting doing some bookmarks i sent you some bookmarks i sent some friends some bookmarks and taking care of my plantitas like i said i've had some plantitas die and it's really sad so now like this time now that i have a lot of time in my home i want to really take care of them and feed them <laughs> on your way to become the plant mamita <laughs> yes i call myself doña plantibula remember <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um 
Cool. Well, I'm glad uh, that you are finding ways to cope and keep yourself busy while also it's very important to maintain our mental health uh, during this um, uncertain times. And, you know, again, this is all new to us. And I don't think any of us from our generations has experienced uh, any of this. Um, It's been really difficult. What have you been doing? So uh, I, I've been, a lot has been happening with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started off the year great. Um, in February, I was uh, terminated from my uh, employer. And uh, I'm still going through that process of having to work with unemployment and all of this bureaucratic processes that I've never had to experience. and to be honest, can sometimes feel intimidating. So yeah. while I'm still working um, in, w- with my case and it hasn't been finalized because X, Y, and Z reason, um, yeah, that's still is something ongoing. And um, I've acknowledged that, you know, it's taken a lot of my time and energy uh, to deal with it. Um, and once I realized that that was happening, then I started to push myself to exercise more And now I'm going to my third week of exercising for at least one hour a day, um, four days out of the week, which to me, that's an accomplishment, you know, for this ticklicious body. Um, I've been doing a lot of self-care, to be honest, and and I'm I'm very happy of how I've put that in my routines or make that a priority. Again, Austin for me has a lot of amazing great green areas and the Central Texas, Central Texas region, um, you know, it's, it's amazing for hiking, um, parks, you know, uh, runs, you know, the river, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool that I, that, I, that I get to have access to that mm-hmm. and not have to drive so long. So I've been at the river tubing and that keeps me sane and I try to currently keep my social distance from people um and something else that has happened recently with me is that I uh, lost one of my aunts to COVID-19 due to COVID-19 and you know that that was very challenging to have to um process that and and mainly for my mother just thinking of her how she would be feeling um because my mother is does live by herself and has been isolating you know during this pandemic and um you know just it's it's pretty sad and frustrating to not be able to even go and like be with her and support her during this time and you know um my cousin um my aunt's daughter also tested positive for COVID-19. And, mm. you know, this is a reality that we're facing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I believe in the power of prayer, although I am not a necessarily religious person, I'm a spiritual person. And, you know, if, if y'all can take the time to uh, say a prayer for my family and my cousin, you know, as, they, as she recuperates um, mm-hmm. from, from COVID-19, um, I, 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 I appreciate that. Um, but other than that, I've I been good. Um, and I'm excited to to see where we go with this. Yeah, I'm sorry about your aunt and your cousin, Luis, and it is very challenging, but I am so happy that you're taking care of yourself and 
working out and going to the river and still social distancing, you know, taking the precautions, especially in Texas, that um, we know the government doesn't really give a damn about Fuck. it. <laughs> let's say how it, it is let's say it, it how it is <laughs> it doesn't so we gotta take those precautions in these moments where they're opening businesses and they're putting us at risk when you know we're just we're not there yet we're not there yet we are not supposed to be opening up yet but so i'm glad you're you're still keeping social well the time has come feel free to share this capítulo with out. your primos friends compas besties tios tias abuela <laughs> anyone Sancho, that likes it and also, let us know if you have any suggestions on topics that you would like us to discuss. And like uh, we've said, we will be discussing, talking about health and wellness, comida. Yummy. <laughs> life. Chisme. Hashtag Doña Meche. <laughs> Cultura. Music. O sea, Bad Bunny. Arte. <laughs> sports. Gospers go. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. And among other things such as entretenimiento, o hobbies, <laughs> recetas, traveling, raza call outs. Yes, yep. for you. <laughs> Hell yes. And all these Karens and Karens out there in the world. Politics, government, social justice issues, entrepreneurship, and much more. We hope that we continue to share resources to our beautiful audience. Yes, we'll be sharing some resources through our social media. So please follow us on Instagram at Entre Gris y Luis Podcast. And also you can email us at entregrisiluis at gmail.com. And with that, we would like to close our first ever capítulo of entre Gris y Luis and we'd like to ask you to tune in for our next capítulo. See you soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Luis, for doing this. I'm really excited to continue. So tune in into our next episode. Absolutely. And I hope that everyone is well and that everyone's families is doing well. Um, please continue to take care of yourself during this pandemic that we've never experienced in our generations um, and do something that makes you happy every day thank you thank you Luis. bye adios <laughs>